The Podcast. My name is Jesse Rivera, but you knew that already. Hey, today on the podcast, I have the very talented Morgan Anderson. Morgan is a stand-up comic in the Sacramento area, but there hasn't been a whole lot of stand-up comedy lately. Lots of comedy, but not a lot of people getting the chance to stand up. But that hasn't slowed Morgan down one bit. She has been busy with her sketch team, her sketch crew. I'll let her tell you all about that. Morgan is part of the Love Horrors, that's H-O-R-R-O-R-S, Love Horrors comedy troupe, and they have been putting out some excellent content here in the last couple of months. They've got some more stuff coming up very soon. I'll let her tell you all about that. Hey, we're putting the episodes up on YouTube now a couple of days before we put them up on the podcast platform. So if you could check us out on YouTube, we would greatly appreciate that. Otherwise, you know that I'm available on all streaming platforms and I appreciate all of the listens. Um, Coming up in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have an episode with uh, my good friend, Mr. DJ Say Montes. Say is a wedding DJ and we're going to talk about how, well, there's no weddings going on right now. Well, I'm sure people are still getting married, but there's no big weddings going on, you know? We'll be talking to Say pretty soon. Also going to be talking to one of our favorite guests, Carolyn Martin, in the near future. And I'm also going to be talking to Mr. Dustin Wood in the near future. So I hope you keep coming back. Hey, man, reach out to me, man. I'm on, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on YouTube. Reach out. Maybe you want to be a guest. I don't know. Let's talk. Anyway, without further ado, here is episode 61 with Morgan Anderson. Peace. great oh, yeah. okay plant yeah that's awesome that's awesome morgan anderson how the hell are you i asked you right as you were taking a drink i'm sorry that's okay i'm great how are you i'm great i'm great um i had so much fun today um do, do, do we do we give a, a yeah let, let's let's do, give a little uh, teaser of what we did today for uh your truth love horror <laughs> So we did a love horrors um, sketch, what it would be like if men had babies and what their baby showers would look like. <laughs> it was like way better than anything I could have imagined as it usually goes, all of the improv and the characters kind of come to life and you guys were all amazing. It was hilarious. I had such a fun day. Had you had you directed videos before? Because you were kind of well, well. It was kind of like you were the uh, director of photographer, and kind of like uh, Alicia was the uh, was the director, was like the 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 shot supervisor. Yeah, so I was trying to have um, uh, Alicia kind of do the direction for the actors. And then I was more like a cinematographer, director of photographer. So I dealt with the lighting and the um angles and making sure alicia liked what angle that i was doing um and yeah my background is in film i lived in la for a while i went to film school did a lot of commercials and stuff up in the bay area a long time ago where'd you go to film school um i went to csun csu northridge awesome yeah the cheapest one (laughs) <laughs> film school what you wanted to do like when you're like a junior and senior in high school and people are doing the whole do you know what you want to do when you go to college thing was that was it film school um no actually it was from the from the moment I could remember wanting to do anything well first it was an astronaut and an ice cream truck driver but once once I got my head out of the clouds uh-huh. <laughs> um I wanted to be on Saturday Night Live and be a comedian. Really? My first dream. And then, of course, everyone squashes your dreams and tells you that's not a real job. (laughs) How how old were you when you started dreaming of being on Saturday Night Live? Um, From the the moment I saw a show. So I must have been really little um, because I remember my dad showing me like old Steve Martin, um, videos from SNL where he would do 
oh shoot, something that's totally culturally inappropriate now, but he used to do this like Native American thing with a drum. I remember thinking that was hilarious. Uh-huh. The um, Jim Belushi or John Belushi did the sushi chef, the samurai. Yeah. Samurai, samurai sushi. I was, yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. in the 90s, um, I loved watching all the 90s and the early 2000s with like Will Ferrell and um, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. Yeah, that was a that was a great run of Saturday Night Live. I I recently went back into you know what I I went into the Saturday Night Live archives recently because I discovered what I, I mean not not why I was rediscovering how amazing Bill Hader was. And, yeah. And I wanted to watch all of the um, when he was doing like the cultural correspondence. What was that character he did that would come on and be like? The club is called. Nah, remember that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, um, <laughs> yeah, I remember. I don't remember what his name was, but he didn't he have this weird like clip-in ponytail thing with always wearing like super out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had he had like the the long sleeves, and he would just do he'd do this all the time, and and he would come on. And then yeah, I yeah, went, nobody could like not laugh. It was. <laughs> Yeah, I, w- I went back, I, I dug into those archives, and, and man, Saturday Night Live was, was so good during that era. You know, I, I like to say Saturday Night Live is a lot like um, your favorite sports team, where, like, they're going to have great seasons, and they're going to have so-so seasons, and, and they're going to have seasons where you're like, I'm not sure the direction they were going, but I- I'm always going to root for them, like, no matter what. Like, Yeah, and I still think even when they're in, like, a drought, like, has been for the last maybe five, 10 years. Mm-hmm. There's still those sketches that in every episode that are so funny. Yeah, yeah. There's there's still always like, like it might be like the, the, the cast is not like super great at the moment, but there's always at least like one superstar like waiting to break out of that cast. Yeah, like McKinnon, the blonde. Oh my God. When she does the <laughs> like... The trucker lady that gets abducted by aliens. I was hoping oh you were going to say God. that. That is my favorite, just with the cigarette, and they're all, she's so funny. Oh, my God, I can't with her. She's She sticks out for sure as probably carrying that show a lot of times. Yeah, I'm going to take a drink, too. Okay, cool. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? What's really refreshing? What is oh, okay. Yeah, I'm from Santa Cruz, so <laughs> I got all the... Tell me a little bit about uh, Love Horrors. Okay, um, so it was started by Alicia Davis and Emily Peterson and Carolyn Martin, and I was asked to guest on it once, and now I've kind of just been... They've let me into the group forever until they want to kick me out. Um, and it started out as being a stage show most that was just stand-up. And then when COVID hit, we kind of had to take everything online. And then that opened us up to being able to play with a lot of video and sketch writing. And so that's been really fun for me to be able to write sketches and write characters and um, just get to play around with a lot of different things that's not really um in the realm of stand-up but but stuff I really like to do I love writing and I love filmmaking so this has been so freaking fun for me yeah yeah when I when I talk to um Emily about like whatever Love Horrors is doing like I'm I I'm I'm very creative but I always run into roadblocks like with the video and the editing and like the, the technical part of it and so like I'll ask Emily like what's going on there she's like Morgan's got that. Like, she's like, we got Morgan. We're good. And uh, to see you in action today, uh, just like the the uh, the care that you were putting into setting up the lights and and uh, and making sure and like you know blocking and, and giving people their marks and and yeah. with pieces of a paper plate. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's it's very rogue. It remind it reminded me of a lot of a uh, 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 Robert. Robert Rodriguez uh, wrote a book about like how to how to make a movie on seven thousand dollars. Yes, I read that book. It's Did great. You? Yeah, yeah it's based on um, oh crap, now I can't remember. Was it Dust till dawn? No, no. Uh, oh, wait, what did you say? When he was making El Mariachi, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It cut yeah. out for a second, so I didn't hear. But yes. Yeah. What. Um, so when when you got into the the video stuff, who who were some of your influences? Like uh, I heard you mention Scorsese today. You just said that you read. A, what's that? I'm not the big. I'm a Scorsese fan. I'm not really a fan of 2001: A Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Um, which. That's Kubrick. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I was ta- that's who I was talking about all day today when I said Martin Scorsese. I meant Stanley Kubrick. They're both white guys. Nobody fucking cares. <laughs> Scorsese the does the same thing though too. Like oh for Kubrick, sure he does. Right. Kubrick was like methodical about that, and he would literally like drive people crazy. Yeah. So yeah, he's the one that has the shooting ratio of like sixty-seven to one, and I love. Um, Clockwork Orange. I love the book and I love the movie. Hate 2001 A Space Odyssey with a passion. I think it's the most boring fucking movie I've ever watched. Uh-huh. Um, it did not need to be three hours long. We don't need to watch two monkeys bang on an obelisk with a bone for 45 minutes. Right, right. A little bit unnecessary. And I know like there's a point to it, but I feel like that point could have been driven home in 10 minutes instead of like did, did you know he had like a like a, a lifelong dream to make a movie about napoleon but no he just, he just couldn't um like, like the movie he wanted to make like was just too big of a scale okay, for sure? like, no i'm just kidding <laughs> it was too big on was was too big of a scale because like he wanted to do like these huge like battle scenes and and it was just like like sure. no like no studio like just ever trusted him with it they're like uh, nah nah <laughs> like, yeah it was like the <laughs> Stanley Kubrick was the Michael Bay of the 70s <laughs> he really was he really I was know. right but he didn't have the he didn't have the spending capacity or the like amount of effects that Michael Bay has at his disposal yeah yeah I'm pretty sure Michael Bay is behind the Got Milk commercials in the 90s that were really famous. Really? That was what he did to start out with. And don't quote me on that, but I think I remember learning that. Well, that's okay. If it's wrong, somebody on the internet will will point it out to you. Believe me. Yeah, somebody is going to tell me. Yeah, somebody in the comments will mansplain to you. Yeah. (laughs) uh, I just Googled this and you're wrong. Yeah, well, my right. My brain Google is not very accurate sometimes. Did Did you know um, Alicia and Carolyn and uh, and Emily before you got into Love Horrors? A little bit. Um, I've done. I haven't done very many shows, um, stand up wise. I'm relatively new. Mm-hmm. But each uh, show or booking I I've been on has been with Alicia, so I've known her from that and kind of like doing open mics and stuff. Uh-huh. Emily, I never met. Carolyn, I've still never met because she's been in Arkansas or Tennessee or wherever the hell she is. <laughs> she's an enigma. <laughs> I know, she is. She's moving all over. She's in Tennessee and then Arkansas and then some other Midwest. And then she was like in Sacramento for like two days. Uh, but I, yeah. yeah. And then, nope, and then the next and then the next thing I knew, she was gone again. Yeah, I don't know why she was she uh had to come to town but she was only here for like a second yeah that's that's cool what um so how many how many episodes of love horrors has there been and and what's the what like what's the release schedule is it once a month is it the last tuesday or what what's what how can people anticipate when a new love horrors would be out it is usually the last saturday of the month um this last month we had some technical difficulties, so it came out on the Tuesday on a Tuesday instead of a Saturday. But we usually try last Saturday of the month. But I think the more um, in depth that we go, and the more editing and effects and whatever that I'm doing, 
we probably won't be able to do one full episode a month. Mm -hmm. So the episode we're working on right now is probably the most ambitious just because we're writing every sketch um, and there's going to be heavy cinematography and editing that's going to be involved. I mean, it's not going to look professional because we don't have, frankly, the money to do that. So, mm -hmm. But <laughs> it does, it is pretty involved to do all the editing and stuff. So hopefully at the end of the month, but I don't know. We do have a YouTube page, Love Horrors. I will put the link in the uh, in the episode page. Yeah, please like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs> I will. I will link you guys up. Uh, you and I met uh, like we've only met like once or twice, but you and I met on uh, on what to me now is a very magical night because it was the the last night that uh, yeah. that I got to do comedy. Right. It was same same. I think that night I was like kind of joking about COVID not on stage, but to, <laughs> to you guys in the green room. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and then the next day it was like real. Yeah. 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 I think that it was like, I don't know, for some reason I just tend to not trust the news media just because there's so much fear mongering that goes on. And so every time I see something, I'd be like, yeah, okay. But then it was real. Like I really, the gravity of the situation really hit that next morning. And I was like, oh shit, if it's on NPR. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. About it, it seriously. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was, and that night was just, it was just a lot of fun. It was a, it was a show that uh, Daniel Humbugger produced for uh, Punchline uh, yeah. Sacramento. And the lineup was stacked. I mean, it was like, uh, what, Johnny, uh, Daniel, uh, Jacqueline Wien, uh, Corey Berenger, uh, mm -hmm. Ruby Setnick, Alicia Davis. Yeah, it was a great lineup. And that, that was the last night that, that we got to do comedy. Yeah, I ended that night on such a high. And then the next morning I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was a great night. Everybody had a lot of fun. Like we all had great sets. And, and then you're, you're absolutely right. The next morning, like reality hit. Yeah. And, and we haven't been able to get out of that. How, how have you been dealing with all that? Did you, like, I, I had a lot of anxiety in the beginning, but like yeah. now I'm kind of good with it because as, as dangerous as the disease is, it's also like not dangerous if you don't go out, like if you don't like go to the mall and like not wear a mask, like yeah. it, there's a lot of ways to like just, it, you know, it, it sucks that we can't go to the movies, but you know, Everyone would wear a mask and wash their goddamn hands. <laughs> That's it. That's all you have to do. But people are like suddenly exercising their like freedom to be an asshole, which yeah. has been there all along. But <laughs> the no mask thing has just made it apparent everywhere. Yeah. Kind of assholes that don't really care about anybody and aren't really that educated are. Mm -hmm. uh, so I guess it's good because we can avoid them, but also they are potentially like infecting everybody. So that's cool. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, but I, I thought that I was an introvert before all of this because I just sometimes don't like being around people that much and I'm super anxious and awkward and weird. And then after like a month in like quarantined like I was super quarantined I didn't go anywhere I didn't see anybody for the first like month and a half yeah, I didn't see my dad who like lives in town because he's older and I just didn't feel comfortable being around him because yeah that just felt really awful but yeah. I went nuts like I was so cuckoo bananas <laughs> by the end of that I, I don't even <laughs> But and, and are you better now or do you, do you still, I, I kind of slip in and out of it. I'm like, I'm good like 80% of the time. And then like 20% of the time, I'm like a little bit freaking out. I'm like, yeah, and I, and I have like really bad allergies. So it's like, like I'll start feeling like allergy symptoms. I'm like, oh my God, this is COVID. Then I like realize, wait, I haven't been out of the house in two weeks. I don't think it is like, you know. Right. I yeah. know. We've been kind of conditioned right now to like think everything is could be covid like if you cough you can't fucking cough anywhere 
like not even a little bit or everyone stares at you. I coughed in a Target. Oh my God. I've never seen so many people just whip their heads around to look at me at once. What about, have, have you done the thing in a grocery store where like you pick up a piece of produce and it's not necessarily the, the ripest piece that you thought it was and you don't want to put it back? Oh my God. I will walk around and then like, put it somewhere else I never do that but now I feel like everyone's watching you this is like a weird 1984 big brother type of feeling but it's like instead of cameras everywhere it's fucking people which is even worse because people, people with are cameras. mobile and they have cameras it's yeah. <laughs> god I feel like we're just being watched 100% of the time and we are Oh man. And I could be put on blast on the internet at any time. Anybody could take a video of me. Yeah. 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 This a bitch bit putting her bananas back all the time. I fucking seen her. <laughs> I did. The first time I did that, I did it with, <laughs> I saw, I found this, uh, I was looking for, uh, I was looking for, for chicken breasts. And I saw these, these, this pack of chicken breasts. I was like, oh, those look nice. And I picked it up and they were like 20 bucks for like five breasts. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I was like, shit. And I just bought them. $20? They were expensive. It was Trader Joe's. Same. Oh, Trader Joe's. Did like the chicken sign a release form to be killed or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, source chicken breasts ever. Yeah, they were like fifth generation. They were royalty. <laughs> generation free range yeah yeah those chicken they, they they went back all the way to like the grateful dead they're, they're yeah. all their papers are there just yeah, like yeah you they, they could prove their lineage yeah what um hey uh so the first thing i noticed at your house today uh you got some you got some vinyl i do yeah i love what, vinyl. when did that start oh i've been forever collecting um, I remember being like a teenager and I've like going in, there used to be this record barn in San Jose called Big Al's Record Barn. <laughs> uh -huh. um, and it was this old dude that old owned it. And I would come in and talk to him about records. And like, I love looking through records and um, finding stuff. And I still have a rule now that I won't buy anything new. Um, I have to find it. Like I only, even when Dimple was around, I would only go through the used record barrels to find it. Cause there's something cool about like finding that like record. It's like a scavenger hunt and you it never is. know exactly what you're looking for, but I always find something. I, I call it, I call it the chase. Like I've been chasing this. I've been chasing this. Yeah. You know, what's, um, give me an example of, of something that like, what, what's okay. So like, for example, me, like, I want, I, I want anything, uh, The Cure, Depeche Mode, Bruce Springsteen, like, I'll, I'll, I'll buy it, like, bootleg. Do you see my like, Cure records? I have a shit ton of them. I love The Cure, like, I absolutely love The Cure, and like, uh, like, anything I can get my hands on The Cure, like, I'll probably buy it. Yeah. What, what are you chasing? Uh, metal and okay. old, like 70s punk rock and those are like i feel like the two hardest genres to find especially at like a goodwill or mm -hmm. any used record shop because either they've picked them out because they're worth a bunch or like i i've i don't think i've ever found like a like a good punk rock album that hasn't just been given to me like i have a, a clash album but that was given to me like I, there's no way i would have found that uh-huh but I have found two Iron Maiden records, and that was pretty cool. Uh, today, um, on on the on, on Instagram, like one of the record collectors I follow, uh, she posted a box of stuff that she was about to start going through and pricing. And uh, Ozzy Osbourne's, um, I can't remember if it's Diary of a Mad Bat. Well, it was the Ozzy Osbourne record that Randy Rhodes plays guitar on. Like Randy Rhodes was on two of Ozzy's records. Yeah, and, and it was it was one of those, and I messaged her, and I said I'm chasing this and the other record that Randy Rhodes played guitar on, and she's like, oh, I have that one too, so uh, I scored them both today, and she's shipping them out today, so I, I can't wait. That's so awesome. I um, 
I love Ozzy. Yeah, he's the best. He's the best. Um, I wanted to ask you, what did was it like your dad or your mom or your brother? Like, like who who passed down the the whole record? Because I'm assuming you grew up in the CD era, right? Oh, for sure. I grew up in the tape. Okay. Era first, then CDs. Uh huh. Um, and I collect tapes too. Like I have an old Walkman that I don't have a tape player. That's a that's a thing I really would like to have. I just love analog sound. Anything analog sounds better to me. Like right. When right. the CDs came around, you can tell the digital sound is just sharper. I feel like, um, and more tinny. Like if you listen to a record, I feel like it's just warm and inviting and like the pops and the crackles that are such a great sound even tapes sound warmer than a cd yeah yeah what was um i, I was last night i was listening to um so like i grew up like always liking pink floyd like here's an example of what you're saying is that like i grew up always liking pink floyd right and but pink floyd i had always heard it on the radio or on cd mm-hmm. right so like that was the pink floyd like i knew but then, like, when I got into buying records, like, there was, like, uh, a couple of Pink Floyd records that, like, I got lucky on, and I got, like, uh, 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 Dark Side of the Moon, uh, Wish You Were Here, and uh, The Wall. And last night, I was listening to Wish You Were Here, and like you said, it's just, it just sounds so much warmer, and it's just, like, and then, like, when I went to bed, I was, like, I want to keep listening to Pink Floyd, but at that point, I had to listen to it, like, on my phone. Yeah, you can't get up every 10 minutes and like... You just so hear the difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can. My yeah. mom collected a lot of records. <clears throat> so probably I got that from her. My dad's a musician, so... But she was the record collector. What'd you, what uh, instrument does your dad play? Or does, he probably still plays, right? Yeah he, yeah, he was a music teacher forever. So he knows a little bit of every instrument because he's had to teach it, but... What he plays on stage and stuff is uh, saxophone and flute. Oh, instruments. Yeah, I play. I played saxophone in high school and uh, junior college. I tried. It had too many like keys, and but I they were like in order. It's it's not. I know. Then I picked trumpet because there's only three, and I was like, that's probably a lot easier. <laughs> if I had it to do over again, I would. I would have picked trumpet. I really love the trumpet. Sounds so cool. It's uh, like brass instruments just sound so cool too. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's why I got into ska too, because I was like, something, something has to make me cool. <laughs> like I was in band, and I was like, oh, I'm such a loser. <laughs> and then I found ska, and I was like, these guys are cool. Okay, I'm every, not a loser. Every band kid oh, discovers ska, and we like realize, oh wow, you can play horns and be cool. Yeah. Like and also, I love checkers. So perfect. <laughs> so it works out. It's a win-win. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Did uh, any of that, uh, the liking of ska, like, ever lead you to, like, bands like Oingo Boingo? Oh, my God. I love Oingo Boingo. Really? Oh, my. Yes. Dead Man's Party. Such a good fucking song. They do a, a Halloween party in, like, Vegas or something every year. Uh-huh. Well, it's like, like at this point, it's like the, the tribute band with like the original drummer, I think. Yeah, because uh, Danny Elfman's like busy making billions of dollars doing uh, movie soundtracks and stuff. So he's obviously not in the band anymore. But yeah, he was supposed to um, perform at Coachella this year. Really? And he and he promised that he was going to bring some Boingo classics with him. But that that didn't happen, but it'll happen next year. Hopefully. hopefully I will go. I'm not a big music festival person. Cause I don't, again, I don't like people that much Uh-huh. and you can't, <laughs> you can't avoid them there. Yeah. So, but I would go for that. I would definitely, I got to see Devo two years ago. Where um, did you see them at? Uh, I saw them at, John Waters does a music festival every year in Oakland, and it's called Burger Boogaloo. Okay. La- the lineup last summer wasn't very good, but the lineup the, the year before was Devo was headlining, and I got to see them. And they're like a bucket list band. Like yeah. That I never thought I would really see because they don't play too often. Um, 
but it was amazing to see them. And they had, um, what's his face from Portlandia drumming for them? Fred uh, Armisen. Fred yeah, Armisen. Well, the guy in the black, like I pictured him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's a really rad drummer. So I didn't know that about him until I saw him play with Devo. And then he came out with that whole um, stand up special with drums and famous drummers. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. What, yeah. what what got you into comedy? Like, what what made you? Because uh, you said you you've only been doing it a little while. So like, like yeah. I, I like I I started comedy late. Like I was already in my forties, late forties, and I decided to start comedy. And like I see these really young people, like like Ruby Setnicks and Miriam Masavis and Drew Ashners that like started comedies. Uh, ben Hershaw, who are like in their who are like early twenties, like I know. Just, comedy and I was like oh, I wish I would have done that but yeah, like yeah. what what made you what made you start not at your, not in your early 20s yeah no I was in my early 30s uh, <laughs> when I started um but I think this is gonna get kind of sad but I was always kind of afraid to do it I had like horrible stage fright and I always did theater and choir and band but I was always like part of a group but I still had gnarly stage fright going up. And so I figured that like stand up was not an option for me because how would I stand up there by myself if I couldn't stand up as a, with a group of people? So I never tried it. I wrote so many jokes like all through high school, all through college. Um, and I've always been like writing, but I just never got on, on a stage. And then two years ago, my mom died. Okay. And um, I kind of like had some sort of an existential crisis, but it was a good one because I kind of realized like how short life is and like nobody, nobody can make fun of you when you're dead. So like, who cares? To be honest, like why, why wait to do the things that you want to do? Like, I would so much rather fall on my face and fail at something and say that I tried to do it yeah. than have that nagging thing in like your chest that's like, or your head that's like, why didn't you do this? Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I finally yeah. just got on stage and it was really awesome. And I was like, God damn it. Why didn't I do this earlier? Because I didn't have any stage fright, none. Like I, I was so scared until I stepped out on stage and like the light hit and I was by myself and I just went for it. And it was like the most, the weirdest feeling and the most incredible feeling ever. Where, where did it happen? Where did it take place? Comedy Spot was my first. I did their Sunday night open mic and it was, I got on super late. There was only maybe like 10 people left in the audience, but like people laughed and like to like I've always been funny and made people laugh in groups and people have been like you're really funny you should be a comedian I'd be like yeah I have terrible stage fright and I'd shit my pants on stage that's not that's not uh -huh. cool. but um but yeah to hear people people laugh is like such a high I think and to know that you did that yeah isn't it crazy like um when you when you have a when you have a great set or even when you have a bad set like when you get down like you immediately want to get like you're already looking forward to the next time that you're gonna get back up i yeah it is but then i always i'm i'm a little bit i've been a little bit slow over the past year because i still have moments and a lot of moments where i let my my head tell me that I'm going to fail or something. And then I won't go to a mic for like two, three weeks even. Uh -huh. And then I finally go to one and it feels awesome. And then I can't wait to go back, but then my head will get me again. So it's kind of that constant talking myself back into doing something. Yeah. But it's worth it. So yeah, I, I, I dealt with a lot of that in like my first four months of yeah. like, um, I, why, why should, why, yeah, I would talk myself out of going. And yeah. like, it would, it would be like, it would be like something like I woke up on the, like, I'd wake up and like, okay, tonight I'm going to do this open mic after work. And then I would just start like making excuses of like, well, I'm kind of tired or like, oh, oh yeah. I'll the next one. Yeah. 
where I've driven to open mics and like parked and sat there and been like, oh, I'm going to just go home and driven home. Wow. But it's been nice to start meeting people in the scene and being drug out of my house and out of my comfort zone by other people. And that can be like stand-up community and the comedy community as a whole in Sacramento is so great. Isn't it? It's not very exclusive, even though it feels like that to someone like me, where everything feels exclusive. (laughs) But... I still get I still get a little bit starstruck like when I'm hanging out with like Johnny Taylor or like you know what I'm saying like I'm still like I'm like like you know he's talking about like the plans he's got with his podcast and I'm like this guy is like he's he's amazing you know he's super funny and yeah he's just a normal guy just like a, you know just kicks it you know super funny I know guy. everyone yeah yeah it's it, it's really good what I imagine you're super looking forward to like bidding yeah like getting to do comedy with Alicia and, and, uh, and Emily and Carolyn, like you guys are like forging this, those guys are like four comics forging this friendship, not doing stand up. <laughs> I know it's so funny. I can't wait until we can get back on stage again, but I'm also really liking doing sketch stuff. So I think we're planning on once we can do it live, still incorporating the sketches into our live performance. Mm-hmm. Because we've kind of found a love for, for being able to do like character work and, and filmed, filmed sketches. Yeah. How much fun do you have editing? Do do, do you have more fun editing or is, or is editing like hard work? It's hard work, but um, I love it. I Uh love editing. I will sit there for like eight hours and edit like a two minute. I remember sitting and editing a two minute commercial for three full days just in front of a computer and I love it. I hate it at times, but it's really- Have you already already played with the footage that you shot today or is it something that you like, you put it away and you're gonna work on it at a certain time? Um, No, I haven't looked at it yet today. As when you guys left, I took a nap. (laughs) I think everybody did. (laughs) I was so tired. You know, it was a little bit exhausting. talking to people and like 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 everyone's being super careful with covid and like even like when when emily asked me to do this i was like who's gonna who's gonna do it like and then like i because i was like a little bit like nervous you know like just to be around people but then i was like okay all those people are being super careful like you know not not that i personally know everybody so well but like i felt safe with you guys you know what i'm saying and but then but then to like be around like two or three other people and like be like responding to stimuli and like responding to conversation it was it was a little bit exhausting i know because none of us are like used to it yet still yeah it it was a little bit crazy and and I, i loved being in the moment but when i was driving home i was like why am i so tired like i don't i'm not a like i used to be a napper but i'm not a napper anymore but I came yeah. home and I, and I took a nap. I know. I hate, like, I'm not a fan of naps because I'm always, I always don't want to get up. I have a problem with nap, turning a nap into like a full night of sleep. <laughs> yeah. Quickly. So that's a problem for me, but I finally got up and got myself together kind of. That's good. I'll that's probably good. go over it tomorrow. I know I was going to go paddle boarding after we shot today. <laughs> I heard you mention that, and then I was like, she's going to be tired. I was like, I don't think she's going to be down to, like, I, like, I was completely fine with you saying, I'm super tired. I went paddle boarding. Let's do it, like, Sunday or something. But when you text and you're like, let's do it, I was like, oh, wow, she went paddle boarding and she's ready to go? No, I slept and then made food. <laughs> I didn't even shower yet still. I've just been so slow. <laughs> You know, it was funny, like, like today, like, uh, showering and getting ready to go out, like, my dogs, well, my, my dog and Emily's dog, they were both looking at me like, are you going somewhere? Like, yeah, yeah, like, and like getting, yeah, because I've been, I've been lucky enough to just work from uh, this whole time I've been working from home. Yeah, I, I've, I've been able to work from home since uh, the work stopped us like, a week and a half before the state shut down. Like, so, 
So I've been working from home since like the second week of March. And uh, they just yeah. told us the other day that we'll be working from home until at least October 31st. So, um, so crazy how drawn out this is when it's like totally didn't need to be this drawn out if everyone would just. But there's also a lot of us, like. Yeah, we're like, not a small country. Yeah, there's. We're not, you know. It's we're, there's a lot of us spread over a huge piece of land, and and we all think so differently. But yeah, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. What are you what What are you looking forward to uh, the post COVID? Just like, what What are you absolutely looking forward to? Comedy shows. I don't care about anything else. That's it. Comedy shows. No, that's not true. Comedy shows. Um, and being able to go to concerts. What was, do you remember the last concert you got to see? Ugh. No, I can't I was, think back that far. I was trying to remember the last movie I saw in a theater and I, I couldn't remember it. Yeah, it was so freaking long ago. I think the last movie I saw in a theater was the one, um, no, Rocket Man, I think. That might have been the last one I saw. Okay. Now, how long that? Yeah, that was a while back. Did you have any? Uh, did you have any concerts that 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 you were gonna go to that got canceled because of the because of the COVID? Yeah, and now I can't remember. Yes, there were two. I can't remember one of them. Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats got canceled, and I was really bummed about that because they don't come to the U.S. really. Uh -huh. And there's another Euro band that I'm blanking on the name, but they're like a 70s um, kind of pop punk rock band. It'll come to me after we're done with this, and I'm going to feel stupid. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. The band she couldn't remember was. Yeah. We had we had tickets for uh, we had tickets for Rage Against the Machine, Billy Eilish, not together, right? Rage. The, we, I had tickets for Rage in Oakland. I had tickets for Billy Eilish here at Golden One, and I had tickets for uh, Chris Stapleton out at uh, the the Toyota Amphitheater or the Wheatland Amphitheater. Oh, nice! But uh, all all of those are like till twenty twenty one now. Um, at least they're rescheduled. Yeah, yeah, they've all, they've all, they've all given new dates. Billie Eilish hasn't given a new date yet, but yeah, mine got canceled. I got all my money back, and I was so bummed that they're not rescheduling anything. That is a bummer. <laughs> That's a bummer. Yeah. So, um, what do you got going on the rest of the weekend? I think I'm going to paddleboard tomorrow. I'll go to the river. That's been like saving my butt. Is getting outside. Um, yeah, I, so you grew up out in this area? No, I grew up in the Bay Area. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I moved out here like two years ago. Uh-huh. A year and a half ago from Santa Cruz, and I was there for 10 years. Oh, nice. Yeah. Do you, do you still have family in Santa Cruz? Nope, all my family's out here now. My dad was the last of us to move. <clears throat> awesome. I don't know, but... I have to be near a body of water. It doesn't have to be the ocean, but it has to be something. I could not ever live away from like a river or a lake or the ocean. Okay. Couldn't handle it. <laughs> oh yeah, I did I didn't grow up around well, I grew up in Bakersfield, it was like about an hour and a half away from the ocean. And like the body of water that we're infamous for is the Kern River, which is like one of the most <laughs> dangerous rivers. Like I was uh, telling a friend of mine the other day that like, you know, you drive up the, the Kern Canyon to get to the Kern River. There's like this billboard on the side of the road with fresh paint that says like, since 1979, X amount of people have drowned in the Kern. I was, I was looking at Kern County News earlier today and there was two news stories of uh, people uh, missing in, in the river area like in the last day or so. So, Is yeah. the current super like rough? Yeah, it's super rough, and it uh, and it's got like this really powerful undercurrent, and like it can go from like really uh, calm to like just like crazy wild. Like 
what like instantly and oh that's kind of crazy yeah <clears throat> the only thing i know about kern county is that uh, the five runs through it and i've gotten a fucking speeding ticket oh. kern county that's it their highway patrols dicks right on all right morgan um we should wrap it up do you want do you want to plug your social medias and then plug love horrors and oh how yeah how we could find you love horrors on we're on instagram tiktok and um youtube love horrors i think it's love horrors 916 on instagram and tiktok and I'll then I, for you if the, yeah because okay, i might be fucking it up yeah i'll, I'll save it don't worry i'll, I'll, I'll got you back homie before we did this and then my um personal instagram is at it's the morganator i love that name oh like, <laughs> like terminator but your instagram stories are hilarious by the way <laughs> i look forward to them like when i see that when i when, when your little pops up in the in the top i'll like skip over a couple of people just to get to yours and they they always crack me up there's just there's just this 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 cynicalness about your sense of humor, like this this dryness, this like very uh, like you crack me up, dude. And I, Thank I, you. I yeah, all my you. dating horrors. Yeah, so very <laughs> love horse themed. Um, Morgan, thanks for having me over today and letting me be in the sketch. And you guys were a lot of fun to hang out with today, and it was exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Thank you so much for, for coming and helping us out today. And then also for having me on your podcast. I've never been a guest on a podcast before. So this has been fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, as, as ironic, um, like when I put, like I put my podcast to rest, like when everything happened. Um, but then I kind of resurrected it a couple of weeks ago and I've done like, I think I've done this, like my second or third episode since I've been back. And I was like, kind of like mulling over, like, who can I get on the podcast or who should I ask and who's interesting? Who would I like to talk to? And, um, I definitely wanted to like, uh, help Alicia, you know, Alicia Davis, Emily and myself, were all in stand up one one together. Oh yeah. 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 But Emily and I met in an improv class, but like I, so I always want to help my friends out like with whatever projects they're doing. Um, yeah. so Emily was like, you should you should interview alicia and i was like i just had alicia and then she's like how about morgan and i was like yes i love her instagram she's super funny i met her that one time yeah that's a great idea and i messaged you and you were as gung-ho about it as i was so so pumped i'm so pumped that, I, I always i always worry i always worry when i message people that they're gonna be like uh who are you again or like they're just gonna leave me on scene <laughs> Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. That's the worst. It's like when you wave at someone and they don't wave back. Like, I know you saw me. Have you have you ever, like, thought that somebody waved at you and then you, like, kind of, like, get excited and you wave back and, like, it's, they weren't yeah. waving? All the time. I don't wave to anybody anymore. No matter if I know you or not, I'm not doing it because... I have like PTSD from awkwardly waving at people. Been burned one too many times. Yep. You know what? You don't. Do you not? You don't have. You really strike me as a dog person. You don't have a dog. I know. I've always had dogs. I haven't yet. I was fostering when I was living up in El Dorado Hills, and then I moved to this house, and they don't allow dogs. Oh, okay. Cause like they don't like happiness. My landlords. It turns out. <laughs> That sucks. I was thinking about like, you know, cause like ever since like we said we'll do the podcast, like I was like, kind of like mulling over things I want to talk to you about and like kind of like, you know, I looked scrolling through your Instagram and I was like, and then especially after like hanging out with you today and just like kind of like feeling your vibe some more, I was like, she really seems like a dog person and she doesn't have, like I didn't see any like remnants of a dog. And no, I, was, I need one. I have... I have a doctor's note to get a dog, so. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, you can come hang out with our dogs anytime. You can come hang out with our dogs anytime you want. Perfect. Until I get one, I will definitely take you up on that. Yeah, for sure. They're a lot of fun. Morgan, 
thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I really look forward to your stand-up when all this gets under control. But until then, we have love horrors. Yes, we have love horrors. <laughs> all right. Thanks for coming on, Morgan. Thank you so much. Thanks. Take care.